Hey guys, welcome back to the Sports Bar with yours truly, Jihei Wiley. Um, yeah, it's AVP season, guys. For those that don't follow AVP, the fuck are you doing with your life? Um, that being said, I got the bomb inner um, opportunity to talk to some legends in the sport. First and foremost, I got to talk to the Crab Brothers, who are incredible. Um, one's very quiet, the other not so much. So those two interviews were spectacular. They were great. Um, got them the day before the tourney started. So it was great to see them. And they uh, roughed, roughed it in the cold with me. All Everybody that I interviewed roughed it in the cold with me. So I felt kind of bad that they were all in the cold. But that being said, um, I got to interview the Crab Brothers guys. I also got to interview my boy, Troy Field, who is the homie. Uh, it was so great. I finally got him on the mic. We'd been talking about it for months, so we finally were able to do that. And he has an incredible story to tell, uh, even though it's only 10 minutes long. That story is bomb, so uh, stay tuned for that. And also, two amazing legends. One is a coach and my alumni, which I found out during the interview, which is great. Avery Drost is just a spectacular human being. Um, what a kind heart. What a good man. And uh, both are do both of these guys are doing great for the uh, great things for the volleyball community, for the youth, and on top of it for you know those that do represent the volleyball community as well. So it was great to talk to them. I got to talk to the legendary Phil Hauser, who Phil Dahlhauser, who is not only an Olympian, not only a great human being in his own right, but again somebody that just he defines beach volleyball guys, at least for me. Um, Father Time has been kind to this man. You're going to hear his secrets of how he stays in shape and how he you know, just keeps his shit going throughout um, all of this. So it was great to talk to all these guys, uh, Phil Dahlhauser, especially because he was just, he's just so epic, guys, just very stoic. And it was wonderful to talk to him. So here are all those interviews wrapped up in a tiny little bow for you right now on the sports bar with yours truly g hey wiley i'm here with taylor crab fucking baller dude <laughs> such a baller thanks um, for having me yeah no thank you for taking the time i know it's really early and it's not exactly ideal weather right <laughs> now for sure that we're recording this on a thursday um i'm just gonna go straight into it um you're a freaking og man you're yeah. like you've been you've grown up in this sport it's your, your, it's your world, right? Yeah. So, um, how was the transition? I wanted to know um, for you naturally, because it had to come naturally because you basically were born on the sand. Um, how was the transition from indoor to beach? Because you did play overseas, you did play, yeah. you know, um, on the beach as well growing right. up. But how was that transition coming over? Uh, well, yeah, like you said, I, I grew up playing beach. Uh, it's really all I've ever done in my life uh, plus a couple other sports but you know during college I was focusing on indoor so I wasn't playing much beach only when I had opportunities uh, sporadically throughout the year uh, so when I came back to the beach after I played in France um, I played in the first qualifier of the year and I actually lost the first round of the qualifier um, but then, you know, with more training, it kind of came back to me, and then I was able to qualify the next three times and then ended up teaming up with my brother, and we finished third in the Manhattan Beach Open, and 
kind of skyrocketed my beach career from there. Um, Jada won a career. By the way, I not only am South Bay local, I'm also an alumni of Long Beach State as oh, well. There so we go, go Beach, bro. Go Beach. Go Beach. <laughs> um, you could have had your pick to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You chose you chose Beach, which I get it. Yeah. It's a balling. It's a baller place. If you want to play volleyball indoor, it's yeah. the place to go to. I want to know what basically made you want to go to Long Beach State. Well, I actually went to one of their camps as a kid. I think I was 15 years old, and a lot of the players were the kind of the coaches there, and I just love the vibe from all of them, and I became closer with sort of the players that were already on the team, and then I also knew um, Alan Knipe was the Olympic coach at the time, and that he would be returning back to Long Beach for my junior and senior year, and I really wanted that experience to be coached under an Olympic coach, uh, so... That was kind of the selling decision for me. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I want to go backwards a little bit before I go forward to the Olympics because I know you're training for that, and it's yeah. like gold or bust for you for sure uh, in 2024 in Paris. Um, you talked about you played other sports. Yeah. This show is actually um, broadcasted in your hometown in Hawaii oh, as awesome. well. Yeah, so um, everybody, all your, your boys out there are going <laughs> to be hearing this fo- your voice. Um, I wanted to know... Growing up, there's like this rumor that um, Hawaiians they all root for the Lakers. Are you rooting yeah. for the Lakers right now? Are you? Um, are you like, eh? If they win, they win. If not, whatever. <laughs> growing growing up, I didn't really have a team, but now that I'm living here, uh, you know, I'm just a sports fan, really. You know, I I like LeBron. I appreciate everything he's done in the sport of basketball. I mean, how can he not? He's he's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, as I live here, I kind of. I see myself and catch myself kind of cheering for them a little more, more and more. So, you know, if, if they win, great. I'll, I'm super happy for them. If they don't, I mean, it's not the end of my world. Yeah, you basically have, like, no expectations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. That's actually great as a Laker fan as of late just because nobody thought they'd even be here right yeah, now, Yeah, right? exactly. They're, they're turning it on at the right time. No, for sure. Um, I want to switch gears over to your preparation for the 2024 Olympics. I know we're, you know, a year out, but I mean, this is an event, you know, this, this is chance of a lifetime kind of stuff. And unfortunately you got COVID in 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, And that derailed, you know, obviously your chances to go to the Olympics. Um, How's the training going right now for it? And um, how are you feeling so far? It's going phenomenal, actually. Uh, My partner and I, Obviously, close friends since we were 15. Taylor Sander, another phenomenal indoor player who went to the 2016 and 2021 Olympics for the indoor team. And there's nothing more that I'd want to get him a an Olympian spot on the beach side now. No, for so sure. That, yeah, that's that's my goal, and I think we can do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I have no doubt you're <laughs> you, you're an insane player. Um, if you can get anybody there. Yeah. You could literally get anybody. I don't, think that, yeah, I don't think that that's even a question, I think, in people's eyes that follow beach volleyball. Um, for those that don't follow beach volleyball, which, shame on you, this is the best, one of the yeah. best sports. Other than hockey for me, this right. is, and I grew up playing basketball, nice. this is hands down one of the best sports uh, to watch live, to watch Yeah, I think screen. people just have to get here, get to the beach, and yeah. watch a tournament, and just feel the vibes and the energy. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What do you think needs to be done in order to expand this? Uh, th- this this sport and make it maybe bigger than the big four. No, I think uh, on the women's side, it's doing that exactly uh, with the college uh, level now and even the juniors and all the clubs that are popping up. 
and you see it in uh, our senior national team now, how good the girls are. We have four girls team in the top 15 in the world, I think, and that's a testament to the juniors and college level that's popped up, so hopefully we can bring that over for the guys and keep growing it on the guys' side. Yeah, no, um, there's also, isn't there a uh, an organization for to attempt to grow beach volleyball as well uh, on the collegiate side for for the men's? Yeah, I think they've been trying to. Uh, they have, like, these one-off tournaments for college men's, um, but it'd be great to get the funds to actually have a full season and a championship. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, last but not least, I told you I'm a South Bay girl. i got to get yeah. you out of here. I know you want to get warm um, <laughs> last but not least i know that you're training for the olympics mm. i know that you know you're obviously you know going to be playing in this weekend's tournament and throughout the tour um season and all that for avp yeah are you playing a six man my guy unfortunately we have an uh. avp that weekend Oh, is that, is that in texas it's in atlanta atlanta they always hold the same avp during the six men uh but you know, for my body's sake, I think it's best that I stay away from six men. <laughs> uh, as much fun as six men is, it's one of the best weekends in the South Bay. It's so much fun. If if you haven't been, get there. I promise you'll have fun. Yeah, I feel like that's a tournament that will definitely make you fall in love with Beach <laughs> There you go. For sure. Taylor, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey, Wiley here with the Arash Markazi Show and Sports Bar in front of two legends. Like, it just doesn't, dude, it doesn't get better than this if you grew up <laughs> watching beach volleyball your whole entire life. So I'm just super excited to have you guys here. And thank you again so much for your time, uh, Phil Dahlhauser and his partner, Avery. Um, I, dude, you guys, I just watched you practice. And you are insanely fast. And I don't want to, like, downplay this or, like, upplay this or whatever for your age. Um, because we're the same age, by the way. 43? I, I will be 43 at the end of the year. Huh. So I was born also a 1980s baby. So yeah. the fact that I can see you move as quick as you possibly can, um, what is the secret to your Benjamin Button-ness? Well, I think uh, the mind is a powerful thing. So if, if you think you're old, then you're probably going to act old. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh, I feel pretty young. I feel good. <laughs> and I keep telling myself that. And uh, I keep feeling good. So no secrets, no tricks of the trade, just mind over matter? I think the mind is a powerful thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. the, we still don't know um, functions of the brain, yeah. right, and the things that it could possibly uh, do. Speaking of things that the brain can obviously possibly do, and your bodies are, like, they move again so quickly, like I said before. Um, moving quickly, I mean, everybody switches over, and you guys have obviously switched uh, partnerships multiple times. What brought this collaboration together? Well. I can answer that one. Okay, yeah, go for it. Because I, I was, uh, you know, I was lucky enough in the early part of the season that you know, Phil, Phil and I had a chat, and he was mentioning that he was interested in playing a few tournaments with different guys throughout the season, and um, kind of initially, you know, lucky for me, shook on playing um, a tournament or two, um, spread spread throughout the season, um, but then you know. Just in, in, in talking some more, there were there were some sponsors who got excited about us playing together. You know, people who were close to me, close to the tour, and and they were eager to see the team play some more together. And um, give them a shout out. And yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what, what are these sponsors, uh, man? Yeah, of course. We'll, G- give we'll, them a little we'll, other. Wedbush Securities yep. on my shirt, and my hat here is a financial 
financial um, services company based in based in LA, and they're, they're also a sponsor of the AVP tour. And um, talk about like a family business that does you know billions of dollars of transactions, but it's run like a family, you know, with some incredibly quality people who just love volleyball and invested in this community and and the invested in the volleyball community and then the communities it touches like the South Bay and LA area where they're where, where they are so they 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 gave a lot of life to this and then also um, the, um, Edelson Edelson PC is a uh, is a really top-notch I mean one of the greatest most successful law firms really in the country right now doing um, doing a lot of um, class action litigation with uh, privacy lawsuits, um, which are such a big time deal right now in, in, in tech, privacy violations in tech. So they're, they're in that world and the, the partners in the firm are uh, major supporters of beach volleyball. They actually have a volleyball court in the office in Chicago where they're based. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're big sponsors and supporters of the Chicago event, um, which is, it's uh, one of the best events on the AVP tour for sure. So okay, that's, 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 an, that's another question I wanted to get to you guys and yeah. um, before we get to the volleyball community, and I think that this sport doesn't get enough due. Um, I wish it was one of the top four because what you guys put your bodies through, what you put out your mind and everything, and it's a year-round sport. It's not just what we see in the summer, right? But I um, want to talk about that. What is your favorite AVP event or just your favorite volleyball event in general um, that you've gone to, your favorite tour? I have a couple uh, favorite ones. Um, obviously, um, the Wimbledon and Beach Volleyball, Manhattan Beach. Um, the Mecca, easy, man. Yep, it's an easy one. But uh, the World Tour, uh, we play, uh, well, I don't play the World Tour anymore, but played uh, in a spot called uh, Stad, Switzerland. And it's a little valley in the Alps, and it's like you get off that train, it's like a, you feel like you're in a fairy tale. It's like beautiful. And that one is uh, always been a, a, a special one for me because I was born in Switzerland and I see my family and so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sweet out there. I mean th this that also by the way that Stad um, event wasn't that like the first like for you to win like as an American or something like that in that tournament? I won 07 yeah. world champs there yeah um, which was yeah the first American team to win and in front of all my family it was so sweet. Plus, there they give, uh, if you make the podium, you get these uh, big cowbells. So it's always <laughs> cool uh, to get a trophy, um, just not like, you know, a normal cup right, a normal, or whatever, yeah. but that uh, has something to do with the area. Um, so this is like this big cowbell. Uh, it's probably like, I don't know, a foot wide or so. Um, and uh, it's pretty sweet. In Norway, we used to play tournament so there. Yeah. There, they gave like Viking swords, like yeah. legit sword. Dude, yeah, I want these trophies. Yes, <laughs> these yes. are gnarly. I, I think that's the coolest one. Oh, I've 100%. Seen. Yeah. So, what, which one's your favorite, Avery? Oh, a favorite event. I I haven't had the chance to play in, in Stavanger or in uh, Stad, like Phil was mentioning. Although I hear all the, the most incredible things, like he's mentioning. Uh, for me, it's it's still the Granddaddy Manhattan Beach Open. I think. When I knew I wanted to be a pro beach volleyball player was the first time I played a beach volleyball tournament as a really young guy in college at Manhattan Beach Pier. I didn't really know about the South Bay in that area. I grew up in Redlands, California, inland, and then I went to college in Santa Barbara, and I just had no idea what it was about until I went down there. And so the, that location has become home now, and it's 
that's just kind of uh, that's my community and my that place changed my life a lot. So that tournament. So does this mean my that favorite. we're neighbors? I'm I'm a Manhattan Beach girl myself. Oh, I yeah. grew up in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, no, no way. Oh, that is my home. Man, I went to Costa. I went to yeah. Like oh. we can go backwards, but um, I'm just gonna stop there. I went yeah. to Costa. I did not play volleyball because that program back when I was growing up yeah. was legit. I mean, not to say that it's not legit right now, but it was ridiculous. Like we were winning state almost every year, kind of status. So like I I yeah. get when I say I grew up with it. I grew up with beach, but I didn't play like to the level that you guys oh, could play. Yeah. Um, but I admire the sport so much, and that's why I think I admire it so much is because I grew up with players like you that just are ridiculous the cards Karai's of the world you know the dods of the world like those are like the guys that i grew up with they're flipping legends right um well i have to tell you sorry to interrupt no no interrupt away i coach boys volleyball at costa high school right now no way so i'm at your alma mater trying to trying to make it proud i love it i love heck yeah yeah, man that's awesome (laughs) i mean my year unfortunately we did not do well my senior year we i don't even know if we qualified for cif that's how bad we were um but obviously yeah yeah, and I mean, especially with the talent that you have in the South Bay, throughout the South Bay. Um, so Manhattan Beach Open was the, your first introduction to the South Bay area? And- I, I think I just went down there for like a local tournament, mm-hmm. but I mean, that was the first time I ever even saw the pier. Which tournament? There's a lot of local tournaments. I, it was just like a CBVA. Oh, okay. You know, okay. It, it wasn't one of like the four-mans or the six-man. It, was, it right. was like a CBVA, probably like an A or double A tournament. It wasn't even like an open tournament because right. I was so new to beach volleyball, but I just saw the pier. I remember coming down Rosecrans actually and like running into Highland mm-hmm. and, then, and then turning and going around to the pier and just like, wow, what is this place? <laughs> so yeah. Well, that, welcome to our bubble. It's very pretty. Yeah. And now it's home and now, yeah. now it's, now it's my, my spot. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy that you all know about it. Like real locals are like, please, don't visit my spot, but you know, glad glad that it's that it's getting some some pub. Um, speaking of pub, it's the last thing I want to ask of both of you. Um, I mentioned before earlier that this sport doesn't get enough credit, get, doesn't get enough due. Um, it's the way that you guys put the aches and pains that you put your body through, like the training. The no offense to to you guys, but the minimal pay it's insane. Um, unless you get sponsorships or you're on your level internationally, like. You know, it's not it's not really fair to you guys, to be honest with you. What um, I know, um, Phil, that you and April Ross are doing some great things um, with just like former and current players are attempting to expand the world of beach volleyball and giving back to the community by creating clinics and clubs uh, for the youth today. Can you speak on that? Plug whatever you want, please, um, just so people can know about this sport and how they can get involved. Yeah, um, we're all a little crazy for playing beach volleyball. Like you said, there's not much money. And it's really your self-driven, motivated, and it's really all for the love of the sport. We all caught the bug at some point, you know, and uh, it, that just drives you. Um, and I just happen to be lucky enough to have a nice career. Uh, unfortunately, not many people are able to make a living um, playing, and I'm just one of the lucky ones. But uh, with that said, I have a, a beach volleyball club in Orlando. I'm trying to grow the sport in Central Florida, uh, where it's kind of non-existent. Um, and That's surprising. Yeah, out on the coast, uh, west coast, like uh, St. Pete, Tampa, they got a nice uh, community there. But um, yeah, I'm trying to grow it there and uh, slowly getting it rolling. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge. Um, but um, listen, if I, um, you know, uh, cower to a challenge, I wouldn't be to where to where I am today. So uh, I'm up for it. Yeah, no, I, I'm... 
I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play. Um, last but not least, Avery, um, what are you, um, anything that you want to plug as far as like the beach community? You kind of did it in the beginning of this interview, but uh, anything else you want to add? Oh, well, um, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I can, I can quickly talk about Phil's club because I've had the chance to go out there and it really is an awesome place that, that he's developing. I mean, he's, he's got, um, I think one of the cooler neighborhoods, communities there and like Nona. Yeah, there's, it's a really awesome area. You know, if, if I think if anybody is anywhere within range of that spot, as far as a training locale, there's access there to so many good things. I mean, one of the best gyms I've seen and um, yeah, it's just, you know, very healthy community and, and active community that's kind of master planned for that. And what Phil's doing there is a big part of it. So his his club and then um, what he and April are doing together, everyone's raving about. So um, give all the give all the attention to those things you can. I mean, you know, being able, to, yeah, yeah, being able to spend time around, you know, Phil and his knowledge. I mean, there's 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 knowledge there that is is it's deeper than deep you know I mean, you can study the game a lot but you might not understand it on a wisdom level um ever like like phil does so yeah. he's got he's got a lot he can he can teach you and then yeah just shout out to miracosta and the the beach volleyball teams there MCHS. are crushing it yeah <laughs> champions stings. yeah stings which stings are champs i mean the stings the boys are doing great the, the girls program is thriving right now um yeah and um Thanks for letting me talk about Wedbush and Edelson and what they've done for us. And they're um, incredibly generous, wonderful people behind it who are who happen to be running huge and effective businesses. So yeah, kind of the best of both worlds. They have a lot of a lot of strength in their business, but also just a lot of human humanity and and care for us in the game. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate your time, you guys. Thank you yeah. so much. I know you're really busy. I know you're going to kill this this whole entire weekend. So good luck this weekend. Not like you need it, but good luck, <laughs> good luck this weekend. And thank you so much for your time, guys. That's yeah. Phil and Avery. I, I mean, I'm I'm starstruck. <laughs> starstruck. This is like thank the you. pinnacle of the the end of my. I'm glad I ended this day with with you guys. So oh, thank man. you again so much. Yeah, GA. Thanks. Hey guys, here with a stud. Uh, just finished actually interviewing your brother. Now I got you, <laughs> my guy, Trevor Crab, a legend on the sand. I wanted to first start with the very beginning of your beach journey. You, your brother, um, legends like the McKibben brothers, um, so many before you, so many after you, so many still. Um, you guys grew up on the court and not just any court, a very famous court called the Baby Court um, out in Hawaii um, at the Outrigger Canoe Club. Uh, until I read about this and the history of the Baby Court, I didn't realize how influential um, it has been for generations of athletes, not only in the volleyball community, but all over the world um, and to other athletes in general. How um, I just wanted to know how the Baby Court and the Outrigger Canoe Club prepared you for the AVP Tour and your overall development as a player. Yeah, I mean, it had everything to do with it. Um, from when I could, you know, barely, just after barely starting to walk, uh, I was already like bumping a volleyball with my dad. Um, and you know, as kids, uh, really young, probably like six, seven years old, we would even get together with our friends, go down to the baby court and just mess around. And, um, it's such a, um, important aspect because just like, you know, as a kid, maybe learning how to play basketball, you're shooting on a lower hoop, right? Um, so this baby court, the net's lower, the court's smaller. We were able to, you know, play almost normal games of volleyball as kids on a lower net. 
um, and prepare us for, you know, moving up to the, to the big court or the daddy's court, as we call it at Outrigger. <laughs> yeah. I was heard there's a lot of hazing. I mean, there's hazing in every sport, but there's really a lot of hazing specifically at the baby court because, um, you guys got kicked off when like the teenagers came on there, right. To, to go over their court at a certain different time. Um, did you end up, did you bring this tradition down? Is this like a n- normal common thing for you guys to bring that kind of tradition down? Yes. I mean, it's, I can remember, you know, I had older cousins and their friends um, always coming down and, you know, if we were playing on their court and they wanted us to move, we would get kicked off. And if we didn't move, then they would physically grab us. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, not, nothing too crazy, but I mean, uh, everyone kind of knew each other and it's a really close, you know, community there. So that respect was kind of um, just shown and kind of, um, you know, just was was there without you know saying it and uh, so yeah i think it it you know it toughened us up as kids and got us ready um to you know play with the big dogs later on and i i can't say too much that we've kind of done that to the younger generation just because right now we've kind of moved up to california and ha- haven't been home as much um like once we started playing on the on the, on the pro tour but uh there's a there's a new generation coming up i have a couple smaller younger cousins that are uh in the beach in the scene and the volleyball scene um that are you know they're going to be great players one day and they're kind of holding the fort down at, at outrigger um but yeah i mean there's so much greatness that comes from outrigger and the baby court itself are these cousins going to be better than you because you're pretty freaking boss man <laughs> i mean they they just won the state championship in hawaii so it was pretty cool uh just last week actually so i mean you know I'm, I'm hoping maybe one day they'll, they'll be uh, as good or not better than me, but hopefully uh, I'll be able to play against them at some point in my career before I retire. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that, um, especially on this tour. That's such a small community, like you said. Um, Want to go to that. You've had the opportunity to play. It's normal for you know players to jump from um, different uh, d- different uh, people from different uh, different, sorry, not players, but different partners to different partners, right? Like you were with your brother um, initially, and then you went to play with uh, Sean Rosenthal. You went on yep. um, now currently are playing with uh, Brenner right now, Theodore Brenner. Um, what habits or lessons did you take from playing alongside guys like Rosie? Um, what did you take from that? Did you not take certain things as well um, onto other relationships and other partnerships? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously I took, little things here and there but the biggest thing is playing with a new partner just changes everything about the game you have to you know not only your strategies on the court defensively and offensively but you're just just your chemistry overall as a partnership is the the hardest part to you know grow and master i would say um so you know that's the the interesting thing about beach volleyball is you know you can switch your partner pretty much at any point if you want to right if it's not working yeah it's unlike any other sport where the other team sports you're you know kind of stuck with that team for x amount of time or at least for a little bit and then individual sports you're by yourself so it's a little bit of a combination there um which makes it you know unique and awesome i think um but yeah i mean things going good with theo right now we're still you know a relatively new partnership just four months in um so we're still kind of learning a little bit about each other and developing that that chemistry um but yeah looking forward to a good weekend 
Yeah, no, I, dude, I cannot wait to see you guys rip up the court. Um, how has the transition been um, with Theo? And then I got a bunch of other questions as well, but I just wanted to start with that. Yeah, I mean, for with Theo, I'm playing defense full-time, which is new for me. Uh, in the past, I was a blocker full-time with my brother and Sean. And then just recently with, with Try, I was, uh, we were split blocking, so doing half and half. So now I'm full d- full-time defender, um, which is not, not like a new skill because I was doing some of it before, but just a new position and having to do that full-time and not blocking anymore at all. Um, so still getting used to that a little bit. Um, and then obviously, like how I was saying, the chemistry part, you still, it takes time to develop that <clears throat> chemistry and feel like you're, you know, been playing for years and years together. Um, I would say uh, it'll take, you know, still a little while longer, but we're feeling good on our, we're going definitely going up, up the hill right now. No, I definitely love it. I definitely feel like you guys can make that run, especially um, come, you know, 2024 Paris time. Um, before I get to that, um, what made you say yes to Brenner? Cause this was like, you have, you have your pick my guy of whatever you want. Cause that's yeah. how you are um, defensively split blocking, et cetera. Like you can do everything. Um, I've been watching you play for years and you're phenomenal um, on that sand. So you can pick whoever you want. Why'd you pick Theo? I think uh, he just had the, the highest potential and he kind of proved already that he could, you know, hang with the top dogs on the world tour um, and make a run for um, the Olympics. Um, as opposed to the other guys out there, they haven't really done so much on their resume uh, in that aspect for the international stuff. So that was kind of the deciding factor, I would say. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I'm really looking forward to what you got, like, obviously your AVP run, but also your Paris, eventual Paris run, because I think you can, you guys can go far just looking at film in general. Um, how's the training been going for Paris and uh, how far do you guys think you're going to go? I mean, I know the goal is the gold. It's always the gold, but uh, yeah. how far do you think you guys will run? Make a run? Yeah, yeah but right now the goal, I would say before the gold medal is just to, to qualify and make it right. It's such a long process and we've played in a few uh, international events this year, qualifying events and a couple good finishes, a couple bad finishes. So um, we, right now we have a few, you know, Olympic points that, that we'll use which is good um but now it's just a long marathon race and you got to take one tournament at a time and there's there, there's at least like 15 to 20 more qualifying events that we'll end up playing in from now till paris so it's going to be a, a long race <laughs> yeah no I, I know it's a marathon not a sprint for sure um last but not least um i'm told that you dabble in the stock market a little bit is there any advice you can give those that uh you know, no, don't give everything away, obviously. Don't give all your secrets, but anything that um, you're interested in now and what um, maybe some people should stay away from? Uh, I would say from what I've heard now, I haven't looked, I haven't been in it in a, in a little while. Um, in the last year, I haven't done much because obviously I, the, the market is down a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I think like once COVID hit, I really got into it a little bit. Um, nothing crazy. Uh I was mainly just like the bigger companies. I would, you know, throw some money in like Amazon and Tesla were doing well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, more I'm more playing kind of safe kind of guy with that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I do love to gamble just in general, like sports gambling. I, I love. Oh, <laughs> so, dude, you're speaking my language. Yeah. So you're that, that play is a part into the stock market gambling, obviously. Right. No, de- definitely. Definitely. Who do you have? Uh 
for the NBA uh, run? And who do you have for the, uh, do you bet on hockey? I don't bet on hockey, just NFL and NBA sometimes. So uh, right now, Denver is looking pretty good, the Nuggets. I think they're going to win it all. Okay. Did you, um, last but not, okay, I said last but not least, but I swear this is the last question. I am born and raised in the South Bay. I'm specifically from Manhattan Beach. I'm an MBL girl till I die. Um, I know that you guys live in Hermosa, I believe, Torrance or Hermosa. Yeah, North Redondo. Yeah. North Redondo. Okay, awesome. Love North Redondo. Um, I know that you are not going to Six Man this year, but I do want to know what your favorite memory of Six Man is just due to scheduling conflicts. I know you're not going. So what is your favorite? So my favorite memory was 2013. Our team won it. Uh, Simsies. Um, and it was uh, my first time playing in it too. And we, I won it my first year. So that was that was pretty awesome, and then having having Simsies the restaurant throw us a after party right there was you know you can't beat that right there. <laughs> oh, definitely, and you had bragging rights for a year, man, guys. At that is the one, the only, the best in in AVP next to Dollhouser, in my opinion, Mr. Trevor Crab. Thank you so much for your time, Trevor. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I am with Troy Field. I told you one day I'd get you with a, behind a mic, man. I know, right? I'm so excited. We've been talking about it for a long time. We have. And I'm uh, happy to be here. Yeah, no, happy that you are here with your beautiful smiley face right there. Um, guys, th this, this gentleman has a uh, smile that can melt anything right there. <laughs> That's too kind. Uh, so too kind. Uh, well, you're too sweet too, by <laughs> the way. But um, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you got to go to practice, so I will try to keep this short. Um, even though I haven't seen you in months. Bro. Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be short, but I know it's not going to be long. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, we no, don't. I mean, no one's warming up yet. We got thirty minutes. So. I love it. Yeah, how do you like, by the way, the um the primaries, right? Because like everybody has to do this eventually, but yeah. like all the you know qualifying and watching all your people play and stuff like that. Because this community is small. A lot of people don't realize how small the volleyball community is, but it's tiny. Yeah. No, it it it's uh. It's it's crazy difficult to be honest. Like these qualifiers, there's so many great teams playing, and I've always said that if you take a main draw team and put it in everybody had to qualify, I think the main draw would look a lot different, just because of how difficult uh, this is. There's so much pressure. It's more mental. You know, you don't have a second chance. So the main draw is uh, double elimination. So you have an opportunity to lose twice. But this is one and done. Win or go home. And, you know, I, I did it. I, uh, I played <laughs> many qualifiers, and I think I lost more than I won, I think. <laughs> um, and then, thankfully, I was able to partner up with Chase Frischman, and he pulled me out of the qualifier, and I've yet to, uh, yet you, to come back. You've never gone back. No, you've I haven't gone back. back. <laughs> so I'm definitely so thankful when Chase decided to pick me up, and he had enough points to take me, and... Thankfully, we've done well enough, so I don't have to play in again. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't think that you're um, gonna you're due for a qualifier <laughs> yeah. comeback, man. Um, speaking of that, you actually were a ball boy here. Yes. And I know a lot of people are going to ask you this question over and over, so I apologize ahead no. of time if this is like the 20th time that you're getting this question. Um, do you still talk to the people that, you know, or do they even still exist, um, the people that you worked with when you were here? And how does it feel uh, to be back? I mean, um, it's not. really, really cool to be come back. I mean, this is the beach that I trained at. This yeah, is this the big, is your the, home, the right? beach I got, you know, I'm from San Clemente, um, and so I lived there for a long time, and then I lived in Mission Viejo, and I was driving up here and training. So this is 
this is it. This is definitely closest to Home Beach, I guess you would say. But yeah, I was a ball boy with a, uh, a actually a kid I coached. He was at Satellite Valley Christian. His name's Spencer Alden. And we, we both loved beach volleyball so much. And so I was just getting into the sport. I really wanted to take a look. And I saw, I was like, all right, well, we could just get us onto the court, wear these yellow shirts and hang out. <laughs> So it's definitely cool coming back and seeing it. But, yeah, being in the main draw, Tim Bomgren, who I played with all of 2019, just did such a good job of always thanking the volunteers. After every game, win or loss, we went around and we shook people's hands. And that was the first time I ever saw an athlete do that. And I was like, man, if I was a ball boy, I would have loved if somebody did that to me. You know, you just get recognized as a human, like a, like a human being. Yeah. And, which everybody wants, but... Yeah, so after Tim did that, I don't think I've ever played a game. Maybe I had one that I was very frustrated in, uh, but to pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much every game, win or, win or lose, I go around and I thank people for their time, whether you know they're raking the court or they're help collecting all the balls. It's definitely been such a blessing, and I know, you know, hopefully you can inspire them maybe one day to play volleyball in the future. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's another thing. Before I get to, you know, volleyball in the future and the movement of the sport, which does not deserve it, an, enough credit by any means, and you know that we've had conversations yeah. about this before, um, you have the most unique story that I've ever heard of. We were sitting <laughs> yeah. at the bar and yeah. talking about this. Yeah. You have the most unique story about your journey, about coming to beach volleyball. Um, so many of these guys, they grew up in the sport, right? This is yeah. like a family thing. It's a family business. For you, it was not that. Um, no. I always say the only good, the only best person to talk about their story is themselves. Yeah. So can you just speak on, you know, how you got here, what the, what the process was like, um, just your story about how you came to this sport, this wonderful, beautiful sport of beach volleyball. Yeah, it truly is such a fun sport. It's a sport that you could play, you know, until your late ages and mobile, not mobile, um, athletic not athletic and that was me playing with a bunch of uh 50 year olds 45 year olds getting my butt kicked down at doheny state beach which is down in dana point and i fell in love with the sport watching it on tv i was watching the london olympics in 2012 and thought how cool is this sport and our, we had it was like right when i graduated high school so we went to the beach every day and someone had a Wilson volleyball. And so we just got to kind of like bump, bump it around back when it was still called bump sets bike. <laughs> and then my personality is I hate to be bad at anything. I like absolutely. Oh, I can totally it. see yeah. that for sure. So whether, you know, it's even like come into like solving Rubik's cubes where I'm like looking it up and having like cheat sheets on like, it's so bad. Um, but so I just wanted to get more, uh, lessons and kind of just learn the intricacy of the game and so a buddy from my church mike a guy took me down to doheny and so we were kind of uh learning a little bit and then there was this older group that they were like, he's like if you can get involved with them it's like you'll get so much better so i would go and i'd sit on the wall kind of how we're sitting right now on the right. strand wall and uh, one day they asked me if i wanted to play and i was like i am not good i i just <laughs> love the sport but i would watch them and so they they took me in, they taught me a little bit, and then again, wanted to learn more and more, so I asked a club director of American Beach, Ian Dyer, if I could, uh, you know, take any private lessons from him, and he said, 
he's so busy with his club that he couldn't really offer any private lessons, but I could come and try his camp or try his club for free. So he had me come out. I fell in love with it. And then I was kind of just more of, you know, he gave me, I wasn't financially available or uh, I I couldn't, I couldn't pay for it. And so he let me, he let me come and play for free as long as I would do everything kind of to the rule book of how they wanted things done. So if I was a certain skill, I would do it to the T of how they wanted to teach it. So I could be a model for the younger kids. Cause I was kind of a little too old. You know, they kind of stopped at 18 and I was around uh, 20 or something like that when I was playing. And yeah, then it just kind of became this thing where I just got bit by the bug. So I would spend my whole days uh, learning to learning to play. When I wasn't playing, I'd be watching volleyball. I was talking about volleyball. It became a huge part of my life. And then, yeah, it was kind of like on and off. You know, I didn't really think about playing professional until about 2015. I got a, uh, a a guy who really wanted to train, and so we were playing. You know, there's different levels of the amateur uh, level, and so we were playing in double A AA and triple A, which the next one would be, I guess, pro after triple A. And so we had the opportunity to train, and we did a bunch. And uh, actually, a bunch of people here, Travis Mawerder, he you know writes for Volleyball Magazine, and he has the Sandcast with Try, and then Ben Vaught, he's a local Huntington Beach guy who's played in the qualifier so all these people Kyle friend there's so many names that are still around the uh, volleyball world and so they took me in and they would just beat on me it was just I, I was, didn't have a chance and but it was an opportunity to play with these guys who were winning opens you know my kind of motto for success is find people who you know who are your peers and then what's in who you know are in a trade that you want to be successful at and then what's the next step up so who's like the next available step who's better than me Who's the next one after that? Who's the elite of the elite? And then who's the all-time best? So that became my infatuation with Karch Karai because he was the best of the best. So I was like, all right, if I want to be successful in this sport, why not motto after the best? And then why not find somebody who's close? And then like a Casey Patterson's always been an idol. And then you get to the point where now you're playing against him and even had the chance of playing with him. Yeah, so what, what was that like, by the way, going into that? Like, playing with your heroes has got to be... Like, yeah. they say don't meet your heroes, no. but, like, obviously, you know, that yeah. doesn't really apply here, so... No, I mean, it's, like, the classic story that you're seeing in the NBA where all these people had LeBron posters or had Kobe posters, and now they're playing with... Like, Austin Reeves was, like, you know, trash-talking LeBron because he's such a big Kobe fan, and now he's such a big part of that team. But it, it is funny that you, you look up to them, and then all of a sudden you're sharing the court. So that first practice is pretty nerve-wracking. But then you gotta tell yourself that you belong here, and this is this is your just as much your opportunity as is there. So that kind of fades away quickly, but it, it definitely doesn't go away. Even I gotta play with Phil Dahlhauser, which is actually funny because when I was a ball boy, I took a shameless selfie. I didn't even tell him I was taking a selfie, but it was like a <laughs> sneaky selfie with Phil, and then I end up playing a tournament with him. So it's like that happens. And Did you eventually tell him? About I posted selfie? on Instagram, and so it's definitely been like. Uh, a funny story to share, but it's, yeah, it was one of those things where that still doesn't go away. You're like, yeah. you pinch yourself, you're like, I'm playing with Phil. Yeah. But then it's one of those things where, you know, you tell yourself he is playing with you for a reason. Like he believes right. in you and you've done so much and your stock is high and you're just as good to share the court with him. Um, so yeah, it kind of started in, you know, 2015, qualified 2017, had my big breakout year with Tim Bomber in 2019. And then pretty much just been in that, you know, top seven, top five uh, area of the AVP, which is just crazy to say, but, you know, it doesn't, 
really come down to seed. It comes down to how well you can play. And so yeah. that's uh, that's it. Everybody's hungry to to beat you. Yeah. I remember that was a big change where I really wanted to beat the top guys, and then all of a sudden I was looking across the net, and these guys are just as hungry to beat me. And I'm like, all right, well <laughs> here we go. Like uh, there's a lot of I didn't train enough mentally for that. So I think still even to this day, it's a lot of mental training that you know you got to have that self-confidence you got to trust the hard work you put in similar to any any job right you know you, yeah. you deserve to be here and this is this is now my career this is the path i chose and well you definitely you know. deserve to be here my guy you yeah. definitely deserve to be here troy uh last question because i know you got to get to practice who do you got in the nba finals because i know you follow Ooh, it i do i do my goodness well the corgi is really uh messing with everybody <laughs> if everyone's seen this uh huge on tiktok and instagram this corgi's shooting little basketball hoops into these Trash cans with has the team name, and so it has Denver Nuggets beating the Lakers. It's tough being in Hermosa and not going for the Lakers, um, but that first game was pretty impressive by the Nuggets. So I mean, Joker's yeah. a beast, man. I, I honestly thought that Boston would sweep the Heat. Um, really? I just thought that like the Heat had this like random easy road, and uh, then we'll also talk it was about like this later, but game seven. Not. But then I was like, how could you root out Jimmy B? Like, he is such right. a gamer. So I'm like, all right, that's foolish to think. <laughs> and they proved it. They won game one. So I'm going to go. Oh, gosh. Be realistic. I, gonna... Realistic, <laughs> I would say Nuggets beat the Heat in the finals. I don't have a game prediction, but I'm going to go Nuggets Nuggets win. Okay. Sadly. It breaks my heart to say. Yeah. But, um, but, again, that's why I asked you. Be realistic. Yeah, man. realistic. <laughs> yeah. I would say for all my Hermosa. Her, her uh, neighbors, uh, let's go Lakers. But, uh, yeah, just after game one, um, I like to see the changes that the Lakers are going to put in this game. And yeah. my goodness, everyone's playing really well. This is going to be, both games were phenomenal. I mean, yeah. high scoring, intense. So let's see. I'm, yeah. I, I hope I'm wrong. Let's just say that. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Guys, well, he hopes he's wrong about the Lakers, but I know he will not be wrong about uh, this tournament, this Open. Good luck. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank so you happy so much. we had it. Hopefully yeah. we can do it again another time. All right, guys, that was awesome. <laughs> um, for those that don't follow Beach Volleyball, I will always be here to drop the Beach Volleyball knowledge and to uh, show you guys that this sport ain't easy. I mean, Phil has been doing it forever, well over 20 years, 43 years old, and Father Time has been nice to him. So I got to see him. I actually had the opportunity to see um, him and his partner, Avery Dros, uh, practice prior to this interview and holy crap he's still quick with it and so light on his feet it's insane yeah they're only ranked seventh unfortunately right now but he's still really epic and still killing it i'd like to see any of you try at 43 what he's doing right now on that sand because it ain't easy like at all so um that being said guys those are my interviews with all of the volleyball AVP. Uh, I will also be covering them um, and doing more interviews come uh, AVP, Hermosa AVP um, slash open, Hermosa open and the Manhattan beach granddaddy of the mall, Manhattan beach open. And I will be at six man. Um, that's just due to default because I live five minutes away from Manhattan beach. So that, uh, that is definitely one for the notes, notebooks and stuff. Unfortunately, those guys will probably not be there, but it'll still be a good time. If anybody is in the Manhattan Beach area, please make your way over to Six Man. It is pretty epic. It is always the first weekend of August. It's always a good time. 
I mean, I can't wait for it to happen. I mean, it's months from now, but I'm still talking about it. And I know people talk about it for years to come. So great volleyball, great, um, great energy. It's, it's, it's a vibe for sure. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at that sports bar on Instagram and at sports bar gals because Twitter sucks and they wouldn't give me that sports bar for some weird reason. Maybe I just need to change it and do some underscores or something like that. So that way we can change the name or whatever on Twitter because sports bar gals, it doesn't go with the brand, but whatever. Um, that's what they gave us. Anyways, also, if the, you are new to this podcast and you're listening to it because you know you wanted to listen to Phil or you wanted to listen to the Crab Brothers or my boy Troy um, or even Avery, who, by the way, found out that Avery is a baller, dude. Like he, right of energy, is he was awesome. And on top of it, he is a coach at my former alumni. Go Stangs. Uh, go Miracosta. Um, which actually means to see the coast. So I guess I was a little repetitive there, guys. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, that being said, yeah, follow us, uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. DM appropriately, please, <laughs> uh, for all things Sports Bar. And uh, we're everywhere you get your podcasts, guys. So Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Sports Bar, guys. I'll be back with some more AVP. I'm also, ooh, forgot to mention this. Also going to be trying to go on YouTube come June. We'll see. I'll keep you updated on that. And we will, I will try to be more consistent with this particular podcast. I have three, just FYI. So I'm a little busy, but I will try to be more consistent with Sports Bar and do um, two episodes two episodes every month. So it'd be either every other Monday or every other Wednesday that this will be dropping. Uh, and we'll let you know via social media on that one. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is G. Hey Wiley with the sports bar. We out. Peace.